Hello football fans and welcome to this week's episode of View from the Sideline podcast. Jose is back and this week we'll look back at all the talking points from the changes at Tottenham over the last week, including his first game as Spurs manager as he starts off with a deserved three points. In the Premier League review, Leicester and Man City keep the pressure on Liverpool at the top and is the axe falling on Emery and Silva as Arsenal and Everton fail to win again. Pete tests our knowledge again in a bid to close the gap with his weekly teaser. We've got a full EFL review and a look ahead to Ultrium's trip to Portsmouth in this weekend's FA Cup second round. So much action, so many goals and so many talking points. So here we go with our 50th episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of our second season on View from the Sideline podcast. It's Rich here and as always Chris is with us. How are you doing Chris? Hello, yes I'm alright Rich, you? Yep, good. Three points at the weekend. Makes a bit of a change for uh, Spurs to get a win and Chelsea to lose. Well, well, yeah, I think the teams that we were playing, um, slight difference there. but Yeah, West, West Ham were a lot better than City, <laughs> I agree with you. Um, a great present for our 50th episode tonight. I don't know where that time's gone, but we've, we've reached a half century. How, how are you yeah. feeling? Well, yeah, yeah. It was, it, when you, meant, you mentioned it last week, actually. I think we, it was either before or after the... No, not last week, week four. Um, to say that it was the 50th, but yeah, yeah, no. Going well. And yep. Mourinho's back, so, you know. He is. What could go he wrong? Is. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good day for football. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about the the comings and goings at Spurs uh, later on into, into this week's episode. But um, as always, we're going to start off with, with Pete's teaser. So 7-5 overall, we're, we're slightly ahead. Um, but he has been throwing some some tricky questions at us, so I think he's upped his game a bit. So then, Pete, what have you got for us this week? Since the Premier League began, which German player scored most goals? Right, OK. So, mm. the, the the highest scoring Premier League German, I think we'll, we'll take from that. Yeah. Um, There's a few. Oh. Uh, There's, there's I've, a couple I've, I can think of. Two spring to mind, um, but I think it's only because I can only think of two Germans that have ever played in the Premier League. Probably the same two I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I've just thought of a third one. Okay, but uh, so yeah, thanks, Pete. Good question. Um, we will try and answer that. Well, we'll try, obviously try and answer it at the end of the episode. Whether we'll get it right or not is a different story. Um, so before we go into the Premier League review, there is uh, Champions League matches going on tonight. So we will keep you updated. As, as there's a goal those. already in, in one of them, Rich. Yep, Spurs are losing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon with Mourinho is well yeah, and truly that, over. That, that lasted. Yeah. But uh, we'll keep you up to date. Um, so we'll go to the, the Premier League review. Um, a little treat for you, Chris. We're going to start with Man City v Chelsea. Um, because it was a decent game, um, especially for, for the neutral. Um, it was then, I'm, I'm it was, not sure your thoughts. You seem to struggle well, struggle against the, the top, mm. so-called top six. That's the third... Uh, so United, Man City, and Liverpool—you've played this season. You've lost all three. How do you feel? Yeah. Well, that, well, yeah, there is a, that is a slight issue, but I think I think on the whole, um, especially 
the Liverpool game, not so much the Man United game, but the Liverpool game in this game, um, we were probably the better team overall, I thought. Um, I thought for the majority of the game, we, we probably outplayed Man City possession-wise. Um, there is a little stat that came out of this that um, City had 46% possession, which is the lowest figure by, pet ma- um, by a pet-managed side in his career. So, yeah, I saw that. It's like but, 381 yeah, games or something. But, you know, possession Crazy. is everything, is it? So, um, a good goal from Kante. Um, I suppose this is the sort of role that we're used to him playing now, more of a, a, a forward midfielder. But he, I thought he took the goal really well. And unfortunately, um, when Man City did get the equaliser, which I thought both of their goals, I thought we didn't defend very well, especially Maris's goal. Um very well but on the whole I wasn't actually that disappointed to be honest I know I said before the game I was I was quite confident that we might get something but we just we our heads dropped a bit after the first goal but second half I thought we were the better team again but just the lacked, first goal lacked was, it a bit that was all. I don't think there's a lot you could do about the first goal because I mean it, it it deflects to De Bruyne. Yeah. And then but, he shoots and it's deflected in. But there's, there's so not many, an awful lot the yeah, keeper can do about quite, it. Not, not so much the keeper, but the defence. There was at least three players there I thought could have, uh, in the build-up, could, could have um, could have made a tackle. And the Mares one, where he just got in between the two defenders. I can't even remember who it was. No, was so that, was a, that was a class goal. That, it was, that, yeah, was, that yeah, was a yeah, really no, good t- goal. Not taken away from the finish or anything, but... He should be getting in between two defenders like that. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I wasn't hugely disappointed. You know, we're still, I think, seven points clear in fourth. So, you know, as long as we can, I know we are losing against those top teams. But if we keep, you know, beating the teams below us, you know, we should be all right. I think Sterling's disallowed goal. <laughs> almost and I, I tell you so I, I know I've constantly used Son's uh, offside goal against Leicester yeah. it's almost like that's where the bar is set you, you will not get any closer than that this this was even closer uh, I don't I don't I don't understand how that was offside literally the lines were it on looks, top of each other yeah, and it's, it's it's sort of Sterling's shoulder versus the defenders I think it might even be their thigh the way their their body sort of angled mm. that 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 just how that is called offside I've got I've got no it's idea. one of those though where you know I was grateful that it was <laughs> offside but obviously if it goes against you it's probably more frustrating I'd probably say than I that. wasn't I had I had free one in the predictions I was gutted oh. <laughs> for you then it would have been drop, drop me se- drop me seven points yeah uh, but you know uh, the, we, not, it's not saying that was a big game but we got a huge game tomorrow night against away in the Mastaya against Valencia that's um, a huge game in the Champions League for us obviously all three teams Ajax us and Valencia all on seven points so well, you don't want to go into that on the back of a victory, on of a defeat. Sorry. No. So, but to be fair, right. if, we, if we can get a point out there, I think we can. I think we comfortably beat Leo at home. So, yeah, we need to get something tomorrow. You, you've cursed it now. Yeah. By saying it on the Probably. podcast, you, you've cursed it by putting it out there by saying you should beat them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'll, let, I'll let you know how I feel tomorrow at, yeah. <laughs> at 9.50. Uh, pretty much how I feel now, losing to Olympiacos. Uh, but, uh, OK, so, yeah, I mean, a, a decent win for City. They're, they're keeping the pressure on the top two. Uh, so, Sunday's game. Uh, probably a bit more entertaining. What a game, than what a game it was. Um, it, was full, it was full of mistakes, so I, just, I have to say. Uh, I, I know there was a few goals, but, man, you know, it just makes so many mistakes. And I just... It's their mid. I think it's mainly their midfield that 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 are costing them. You know, because defensively it wasn't too bad. It was just they kept losing the ball in the middle. Um, Fred, I, just, I think if I was a Man United fan, I'd be wishing he would get injured or something. I just, just I, I, I think he's just a liability. This match for me, I I didn't really have a preference on who won. If no. I'm honest with you. But it it was a roller coaster of emotion, really. When when I saw the United team, and I know again we've mentioned this previously uh, earlier in the season, that their starting lineup to me just looks average. It doesn't look mm. any better than that, really. The, the the one thing I thought United would have in their favour was with uh, Dan James, Rashford, and Martial their pace and the way Sheffield United the the, the the press they put on and they like to get their fullbacks quite high up the pitch. I thought that would play into United's hands, but United couldn't get the ball through midfield, so there was very limited service. I don't, I don't think they really offered much threat at all in the no. first half. No, no. And the you mentioned their defence. I think that at the start of the season. The, the the positive for United was their defence because mm. they'd bought Wambasaka, they'd bought Maguire, and they seem to be shored up a bit at the back. I, I think it's going the other way now. I think defensively they look really nervous. They do, uh, they do look nervous, but I, I, I just, I just, I, endless amounts of passes from the midfield were just going astray, and that was just what caught my eye. Um, but I think it's Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's Phil Jones because they started he, with. He, I mean, he was sort of five at the back, didn't they? Uh, with the three central defenders, and they used the two left and right back as wing wing backs. So it was something new from them. But I don't think it worked. I mean, no. I don't. What do you think on the first one? Is it a foul on Jones? I, I, I mean, I don't think it is. I don't. Th- there wasn't too many no. players sort of protesting no one, that much. I just no think one he's really been, said anything. Did they? He's he's been out muscled by by the attacker. I think that that's all there is to it, really. Um, and I wasn't overly surprised when Sheffield United went two 0 up. But well, that guy that scored the second goal, they were saying that he'd only scored like for was it Bournemouth he was at? He scored like four goals in fifty eight games or something, and now he's like scored four and ten for. Yeah, oh, Spurs, Spurs have gone two 0 down. Sorry, right. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna follow that match um, anymore and i'm just gonna change i'm just gonna change my notes for the spurs game just um and i think they'll be slightly disappointed that they threw the two goal lead away but um... well, so that's what that's one of my questions so because for me there was a huge shift in the momentum oh, after united scored their but after united their... scored their first goal the momentum shifted completely and the next goal was going to be a United goal, but mm. who who's happier for you, 
United from being 2-0 down getting a point, but obviously they're disappointed because they were 3-2 up. Or is it Sheffield United getting a point after being 2-0 up and then 3-2 down? Who's happier with the point? Because Chris Wilder went, looked, he was pretty ecstatic when he yeah, went 3-3. Really. So are Sheffield, Sheffield United, United happier? To be, fair, to be fair, any point that Sheffield United get, I think they're going to be happy with, <laughs> to be fair. Even when they're 2-0 up at home, uh, you think? Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they'll probably be the happier of the two. After going 3-2 down as well. Um, especially the fans. I think that if the fan, if you ask the fans at the start of the game if they could get have a point there, they'd probably take it. To be fair, I know they've yeah. been playing well, but uh, I think they did show they showed a slight vulnerability. I think at the back when when they started conceding the goals, they kind of imploded slightly. But um, well, no, I mean, the, you know. the point keeps from top six, top five, top six. So uh, they sort of maintain their position. Them now, but... Oh, so sick. So yeah. another point. Uh, another, it's almost like another point closer to safety, but that that's not their target. No, Sheffield United's target isn't to stay in the league now. It's to. I'd, I'd imagine it'd be to like top half finish. I think they'd be ecstatic if they finished top half. Mm. So uh, we'll move on. But a, a good game, yeah, a, a good game. I think overall draw is probably a fair result. But we'll move on to. Uh, two teams, I don't quite know how to describe it. So Arsenal-Southampton. So I guess the the main question um, that everybody's talking about at the moment, he's he's second favourite to be sacked, to be the next Premier League manager to be sacked. Is it time for for Emery to go? Yeah, I don't... I don't think it's helped that Poch going either. Um, so I think it just shows fans that they can, um, at this stage of the season, they, the manager can get sacked. Um, but it's not looking good for him. 52 days since they last won a Premier League game. So, um, you know, there is, there is going to be questions. And I, uh, I, they haven't improved. I think that's the, that's the main thing. They just haven't they've been having games like this all season that they've not used, you know, they've not seen the, the bad things in these games and they're not working on them still defensively. They're awful. Like the, the, what, the well, penalty that they gave away when he's hot, he's just holding, holding me, but I just didn't understand. Like, I think the first, the first goal sort of highlighted their frailties at the back. Mm-hmm. I, I almost think when he first came in and, and Arsene Wenger left, there were there were, there were some signs that the right things were going to happen at Arsenal. But I don't think there's been much movement sort of since that early honeymoon period, if you like. Mm. And I, I do think that, if anything, they've probably gone backwards Albeit yeah. slightly, I think I, I think they've actually gone backwards since he since he joined, and they're like I say that their defense is it, it it's being highlighted so so badly it's every each week, week about it? how much they're struggling at the back. The first goal, they, they just stood still. There's no sort of alertness or readiness for the quick free kick, and it's just. It, I mean, it's not even the greatest through ball, really, because so, if you think of the angle Danny Ings has to come in at, and then, like you say, the penalty. I mean, the penalty's a little bit soft um, 
in my opinion. But I mean, I think the way with, with VAR, it probably is a penalty. But let's not forget the fact that Saints should have gone on and won that. Well, they had so many chances at the end of the game, didn't they? They had two really good chances at 2-1 up to to seal it. And when Lacazette did get the equaliser, it was almost like a a non-event. It was almost as if the Arsenal fans were actually wanting them to win, so that wanting them to lose, so so that maybe he got sacked. It was kind of like, Mm. oh, God, we've got a point now. Didn't really want a point. I'd rather Mm. have lost. I've got and, two questions. Well, yeah, two questions. Once you finish that, I've got two questions for you. But uh, my last point would be: let's not forget that the, the run of form and how Saints are playing at the moment, where they they haven't been playing great. They're in a relegation dogfight. They've gone to Arsenal. Pretty much everyone expects Arsenal to win it pretty convincingly, and they were Arsenal were lucky to get a point. That mm. that's how bad Arsenal were. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. A, a, a decent. I think it's a point for Saints that sort of come the latter stages of the season might become a really good point. Um, but they probably would have hoped it would have been three points because they should have won the game mm. without a doubt. So is this is this the worst Arsenal team we've seen for years? Would you say? Yeah, mm. yeah, I'd say so. I agree. And if Emery goes. Will Pochettino go to Arsenal? No way. <laughs> no way. No. I, not, oh, yeah. not, when, not when there's oh. teams... I, I don't even think it's the whole rivalry thing. I think when there's that there's much, much better teams out there that are going to go after him than Arsenal. You see, you see things on social media, and that was one that I saw, and it, it just made me laugh a little bit, because I thought there's no way he would go there. There's so much... Well, it's almost as much a joke as uh, there was... Rumours flying around about Ibrahimovic going to Spurs, which was never going to happen. We well, said um, not happening, hasn't he? I've, I've no, so I, I don't know. It's no, he he won't go to Spurs. He won't go to Arsenal. Next, we'll move on. Um, so we we'll go Palace Liverpool. Uh, so yeah, one of those games for Liverpool. They're grinding these results yeah. out. It was. It was the... It's Similar games, to the Villa game for me. Yeah, it's the games like this that will win in the league, mate. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no, exactly. This, this and... exactly reminds me of um, when Mourinho was first in charge at Chelsea for the first two seasons, more so the second season that we won the league. This is the sort of results he was getting. They, they, they were scrappy, you know, win by a, like sort of one-odd goal sort of game. So... You know, I, I this is like I said, it's, it's going to be the results that win them the league like this. You know, they can play; they don't have to play fantastic, fancy football every week. I know they've got Mane, Salah, Firmino, but you know, it's the scrappy one. This well, well, I mean, they did. They did the second they, goal. The second goal. Well, both were a little bit scrappy. scrappy. Yeah, both were a bit re- a, a little bit scrappy, but. When I make the reference to the Villa game, I know they were sort of one nil down in the closing stages, but this is a different type of win. I mean, the score line's the same, but they go ahead, they get pegged back, but they just go straight up the other end. And yeah, again, both goals are pretty scrappy, um, and they are getting that little bit of luck. I mean, like the 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 Tompkins goal that was disallowed in the in the, I think it's the first half for. 
a sort of a, a, a push on Lovren from from the corner. Mm. I mean that if VAR isn't around, I don't think that goal gets disallowed. That's always going to be picked up now. VAR when you do that, as soon, yeah. as, soon as you start making more more con like like more of a contact as a push, it's it's kind of it's always going to be yeah, picked yeah. up. But um, just I love I love sorry I love Zaha. Zaha's goal. goal. I was about to say this is oh. the sort of Zaha. That you know you'd you'd want to see week in week out when he gets the ball he takes it around a play he just buries it into the. But, I mean, he, he don't forget he started that move. He starts that yeah. move oh. with, with a strong oh. run yeah. down the left, yeah. and he finishes it. The way he lets it run across his body, he just takes the defenders out of the game completely. That's that, yeah. they're, they're just chasing shadows, and then it's it's a good finish. It was a great goal. I'm really interested to see what happens to Zaha in the summer. I think I think he'll go. I think I think they will probably just get in one more season out of him. That's probably why they stopped him from going to Everton. Yeah, I I think I I agree. I I don't necessarily think he'll be sold in the summer, but I think there'll be a lot done, ready for him to go. Yeah. Sorry, I don't think he'll go in January. Sorry, not no, the summer. No, no, no. They'll, but I think there'll be a lot more stuff it. done. Yeah, and he he will go in the summer. But I'd be interested to see where he goes. But um, pa- Palace gave gave a good account of themselves. Yeah. I think they I think they can they can be proud of that. There's no shame in the way they lost to Liverpool. But Definitely. totally agree with you that they're the they're the they're the results that are going to win Liverpool the league. Um. So. Uh, we'll move on to their to their to their Mercy side hey, rivals. I'll tell you what, if it, if you if you were ever going to predict Norwich to beat a team in the league, you'd probably say ever. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But so it's the same sort of question, but just something that I heard on on Everton this week that was quite interesting. They've now been beaten by all three promoted teams without scoring against them. I think they've lost two nil to all of them. Because I know that yeah, they lost 2-0 they lost 2-0 away to Villa and obviously they lost 2-0 on Saturday and I'm sure they lost 2-0 at home to Sheffield United. So that's all three promoted sides with, without scoring. So the same as sort of Arsenal should Silva go is is his time up? Well, I think, I think he was already treading on thin ice. I'm, I'm he surprised. He is favourite. He, he's the favourite to go. The booze, the booze at the end of the game. I, I wouldn't say they were quiet. They were quite loud. Um, and but they've they've come out and said today that he will be managing them against. Le- is it Leicester? They've got. I, I can't remember who they got. That they yeah, said they be got there. Leicester, next, Leicester. Yeah. not not the game you really want to be playing, but. I think his uh, job may be on the line in that one. I think he's going to have to get something there, otherwise it will. Um, it's going so to be... so who, who's the alternative? What, so Everton. Yeah, I know uh, you can almost say there's a few more alternatives for Arsenal because you you could realistically say you could see Allegri or yeah, Ancelotti or thing, someone like that going. The thing there. is for Everton is who, got, who are Everton going to get? They've got. Money. This is the thing. They've got money to spend on players, and I think if they could get but a whole profile they? manager, because they they spent a lot of money and got yeah. nowhere with it. Is he is he going to throw more money at it every time he gets a new manager? Have you seen? Have I you don't, heard I don't think he's going to throw money at it. The Marseille King guy as well. Seeing that he wants to leave. I don't blame him. He's not <laughs> playing. I mean, 
I, I really I rated him when he was at Juve, and I think I, he I, came to the Premier League. I think I even put him in my fantasy. I'd be I'd be looking at him because uh, you could probably get him for less than what they paid for him as well. So I'd be. He's I'd only on loan. Him. I think he's on loan, isn't he? I think they bought. It. I think he actually oh, did. Did they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they should it's start playing well. him because yeah. they 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 need goals. Mm. Um, They're in trouble. The, the, the thing for that, I, I think, I don't think David Moyes would be a bad shout going back to Everton, mm. really. Because the, the thing, the thing with this for me is uh, Everton need to get a bit of a reality. Yeah. So I go well, back this... to my hate in Everton. I don't hate Everton, but they need to get a bit of a reality check to realise what what is their actual ambition. That they, they are not going to break the top four. No. And I, this... I know Leicester are in there this year, but. That they're completely different clubs. They're not going to be able to throw money and break the top four. So... The thing was, it was when David Moyes was there. They they let Moyes go. One of the reasons behind it was because they thought he couldn't take them to the next level. But he was he was always a safe bet to get them sixth, maybe seventh in the league. So I don't, you know, uh, maybe oh, they'll go back yeah. to him. I don't know. Okay, so we'll move on to uh, the Amex for, for Brighton v Leicester. Leicester getting a 2-0 win, keeping the pressure on Liverpool at the top. Now, the, the, the first goal for me is what Leicester, I mean, they are, they are more than just this, but on the break, they're so skillful, they're so dangerous and so quick that they can pretty much take on any team. And that, mm. that's such a weapon for me. And they... They sort of break down play sort of midway between their area and the halfway line. And then before you know it, the ball's in the back of the net. It's very, um, very counter-attacking goal, wasn't it? it was like, I think it was from a corner, wasn't it? From Brighton's corner? Yeah, and I then... think, that, I mean, they are defending. Then they just got to... Even Vardy, I mean, Vardy's... It's sort of first and second touch, so sort of pushing him away from goal. So you, know, you, you almost know that he, he's... He's going to go at that angle to then square the ball for Perez to to score. But it's just, even in a close game away from home where, I mean, Brighton are more than holding their own and Mm. it's probably deservedly a draw at that point. And just in in, in sort of an instant, Leicester are 1-0 up. Any questions on the penalty? Uh, yeah, well, mm, it looks soft to me. It, again, it's, I think it's one of those that it, if VAR isn't there, it's probably not given. The, the, the strange thing in, in the whole penalty situation with me was that although Vardy misses it, Madison puts the rebound in. Why retake it for encroachment? If Madison had missed the rebound and it and it had gone and Leicester lost the opportunity to score a goal, I'd understand it. But I didn't really get that. I know is is it the rules of the rules? So you've got I to retake so. it. It just seemed oh, a bit yeah. strange to me. There was about fifteen players inside the box when he hit the ball. So. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I, I think there's been penalties this year where that's happened and they haven't been oh, retaken. Yeah, yeah. I it's think because uh, he missed it. It's, it's the, the only reason. The only one that has been retaken that uh, that that springs to mind is is uh, Man City first game of the season yeah. against West Ham. But that's because they missed it. Yeah. So I think but, it's only missed it, isn't it? Because I don't think they're going to go back and. Yeah, but you missed it. But they they got the rebound. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Um, anyway, I just 
it's a little bit Spurs relevant, but one of the questions that I've got, because there's a lot of talking talk about it, is Rogers to Arsenal if Unai Emery was to go, and it's brought up this whole debate about just just because Arsenal are a bigger club, would you go? Bearing in mind what Rogers has done at Leicester, the project that he started, and even even Spurs were after him by all accounts, Mm. but. If I'm Rodgers, even if Arsenal come calling, I'm not going. I'd stay personally. Per. I'd stay put. I, I, I think they're going to finish in the top four. I don't think there's any question about that. So I think I think they'll have Champions League football next year, and I don't think Arsenal will. So, yeah. <laughs> but he's got he's got. I think project wise, there's probably a, a better project working on team at Leicester. I think. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. Than, than what I think Arsenal, you're going to need to spend huge sums of money where I don't think at Leicester you probably need to you've got the players there that you know give 100% every game so yeah, yeah. agree um, but yeah I mean Leicester keep winning keep putting the pressure on I'm not saying they're going to win the title but I think they're going to have a say in it oh yeah uh, and, I, and I think they're they're, they're they're pretty looking pretty good for top four so uh, talking to teams in form Bournemouth Wolves um, so another win for Wolves uh and I think if you if you go back to the start of the season, one win in their first five, uh, they're now sitting fifth in the league, and they haven't <laughs> lost since not... they haven't lost since mid September. Yeah. The, the last game they lost was was Chelsea home, I think. That's what happens, man. Um, and well, yeah, kind of with Leicester, I loved Wolves' second goal. Just well, the, 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 the quick free, yeah. quick free kick. Literally three touches, including the free kick, and it's in the back of the net. It definitely seems to be a, a way that they are scoring a few goals this season. The Traore run down the right hand side, ball in, and Jimenez scores the goal. So great finish! Definitely Such what a good finish. Oh yeah, he's very good. He's one of the best finishers in the league. Um, Absolutely. What about the, the free kick? Their first goal, the free kick. It was a bit of a. Oh, I, kind I of, do. I do like. I do like Matinho. I think yeah. he's, I think he's a good player. He's quality. The freak has gone over the keeper's head, was it, into the far corner? Um, I think he's. I think the keeper's just caught out, but I think he means yeah. it. I mean, he whips it in. Oh yeah, yeah. Just um, embarrassing if you're the keeper. Isn't it? Well, he's just. He's probably not expecting okay, it to be um, honest. We have another um, gets booked and then decides to get a, a, another booking to oh. get set up. <laughs> this is this is this is this is slowly becoming our pet hate. I just, that, just annoyed, the second but, yellow is ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Uh, and even from a manager's point of view, if you just just take him off. Just just don't run the risk of doing it. Even though they actually scored when they had ten men. But well, I think that's going to have to be a thing going forward. That if, as soon as you get a yellow, the the manager will take you off because there's a lot of players. Not that so much. It doesn't matter in this, in this game as much. But if, you know, come towards the end of the season when you've got to pick these points up, it's going to, you know, it's going to affect the team. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. Stupid yellow. Um, but yeah, Wolves keep winning, um, and I think there's. With all the managers that that are at risk, I think there's going to be a bit of a spotlight on Eddie Howe. I think he's going to be linked with with a few jobs in the coming weeks. So it'll I be think interesting he, I to think see. he'll be the one that take if Emery goes. I think he'll be one of the favourites to take over at Arsenal. I think he'd do a good job at Arsenal, mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to see how how Bournemouth go in the next couple of weeks. If there is there's a lot of speculation. Um, 
another manager under pressure. Um, so Watford, Burnley, and it's not Sean Dyche. Crikey, when are when are they gonna? Sort of, when are they going to get out of it? I feel so sorry for Ben Foster. It's like attack the defence every game. It's just the same same every week, isn't it? They just can't they can't defend, they can't pass the ball in their field and they can't score goals. <laughs> no. But, and, but uh, they were they I think all three goals came from a set piece, from a Burnley set piece. And Watford they were just you know like when you're sort of playing football when you were younger and it was the whole, just just kick it, just kick it into Rose Ed. It doesn't, as long as it goes away mm-hmm. from the goal, that's almost what Watford need to do. It's just trying They're to play so, too pretty, aren't they? Absolutely. The just too much. To, they need to play ugly football, which is not what Watford do. So I, I can kind of understand why they're trying to keep to the way that they play and play pretty football, play out mm-hmm. from the back. They've got, they've got some pace up front. Etc. But they're causing their own problems, in my view. The thing is, like, uh, and especially with the manager situation now, they, 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 you know, they threw the towel in on the first manager after what four or five games. They, they can't sack this guy now. They can't sack him. They can't sack him now. They've brought him back. No, this just seems ridiculous. And I've seen that they've said that they're not going to sack him anyway. But, um. It was just typical Burnley, wasn't it? It was just ball into Chris Wood. It just gets on there. Yeah, he's having a good that. season. I, yeah. I, I had to look up how many goals he'd scored because I thought he'd... I mean, he's, he's got six so far this season. Yeah. I thought he had more than that, but he's he had was a always, really good season. Yeah, he was good for Leeds. When he played for Leeds, he was um, he played well for them. But, um, yeah, Watford, uh, who knows? <laughs> well, I... I, I, I there's no way they're too good to go down. If they don't change, and I, I almost thought this about Saints before they got the point of the weekend, mm-hmm. that, that something needs to happen. Otherwise, they're they're going to get cut adrift. And it is it's the teams around them that, especially like yesterday, we'll go to Villa next. But with Villa getting the three points, that pushes them further up. And then you've got teams like Everton and West Ham that are sort of in the bottom six. If you had to back a te- back teams to get out of trouble, you're going to back Everton, West Ham more than you're going to back Watford. Definitely, um, and I think that's going to be their problem. But Burnley, I'd, like with Wolves, Burnley completely different side now. They haven't got Europa League to worry about. Comfortably in the top ten, um, Saturday was their second three nil win in a row, so they're doing really well. Um, I'm just gonna just gonna give you a quick Champions League update. So. Uh, Courtois has just been sent off for Real Madrid against I PSG. Just, I think Tottenham just scored, mate, as well. Oh, have they? Just on Jose Mourinho. Yeah, they have just Jose scored. Mourinho. Right, it's back on. Uh, right, so we'll wrap up the Premier League review. Deli uh, oh, he's, he's on fire. <laughs> uh, so Villa, Newcastle. Um, I fancied Villa in this one, especially at home. Grealish was back. Um, Newcastle not great on their travels. I just thought it was kind of a, a workmanlike, decent performance, and Villa thoroughly deserved the three points. Yeah, I, I had um, I had Villa to win this one two now on a predictions at work, so I was pretty happy with that. But uh, Liam was messaging me throughout the game, updating me, so he was pretty happy. So oh, we should have got him on. Um, 
No, you only get him on, mate, when they when they lose. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, it, that mate, it's, it's a lot. I forgot that rule. It's a lot more entertaining. You know the rules. Yeah. Um, but a good a good three points for for Villa. Steve Bruce going back there and not having the best of of times, but it's one of those where New, it's a couple of times this season Newcastle just haven't seemed to offered a huge amount going forward, even though they've got the pace in that Sam Maximan. And, I just think they're um, inconsistent. They'll, they'll yeah. have a really good game and then they, they won't. And I, I think I think one of Newcastle's problems is is their squad depth. Mm. Um, I know Trezeguet for Villa, he's been playing pretty well recently, but he was dropped. I think he was dropped or he was injured. And that Connor, is it Houlihan or Honorahan? Yeah, yeah. He came in, he gets the goal, gets the assist, and it's almost like that. I would almost put Villa and Newcastle in the same sort of bracket, but Villa seemed to have that little bit more depth when it in in the squad. And I, I'm sure when this uh, fixture is flipped and Villa go to St James's Park, it, the the result will probably come out the other way. I just think Newcastle don't travel great, and Villa are pretty decent at home, so um, it wasn't surprising. So no. Uh, that will do for the Premier League review, but we are coming back to the Spurs game uh, in part two, uh, so we haven't forgotten about Spurs. So uh, we'll go. We'll go on to the EFL review now um, to to finish off part one. Uh, if that's all right, Chris, even though you don't have yeah. a say in it, that's what we're doing. I'm <laughs> um, just being polite. So. Uh, we're starting the championship. So West Brom, uh, they kept their two-point lead at the top after a 2 one <laughs> win at home to Sheffield Wednesday. That was their third win in a row. Leeds moved on to 34 points and up into second after also winning 2-1 away at Luton. They replaced Preston, who dropped to third after losing 1-0 away at Derby. Fulham, they move up to fourth after beating QPR 2-1 on Friday night and they're joined on 29 points by Forest, Swansea and Bristol City. Nottingham Forest drew uh, 0-0 with Bristol City at the weekend and Swansea lost 1-0 at home to Millwall. Uh, at the other end, Barnsley, they remain bottom after another defeat. They lost 3-2 away to Blackburn. They're now five points behind Stoke after they won 2-1 at home to Wigan. Uh, that win put Stoke level on points, so 14 points with Luton and Middlesbrough after Luton lost to Leeds and Middlesbrough. Uh, they drew two all with Hull on Sunday, despite leading 2-0 in that match. So Barnsley getting cut adrift a bit. Stoke uh, Stoke on the, on, the, on the up, it looks like. Uh, so League One, Wickham, they've extended their lead at the top to five points after getting a win with a 1-0 victory at home to Doncaster. Second place, Ipswich, they dropped points in a two-all draw at home to Blackburn. Uh, Wickham are actually playing Ipswich tonight, so the top two are playing each other. It's 0-0 uh, at the moment, it's just, just, just gone half-time. Peterborough, they moved up to third. They're only three points from automatic promotion after a 1-0 win at home to Burton. Rotherham, the other big movers in the promotion race, they're now up to fourth after getting the better of MK Dons with a 3-2 win. Coventry dropped to fifth. They drew one all away at Sunderland and Oxford move into the playoff places after a 4-0 win away at Southend. Uh, at the bottom, there's not a lot of change really with the bottom three all losing. Uh, Bolton, despite a run of three consecutive wins, which did put them into a positive points total, which is good. So they're on one point. They lost 7-1 mm. um, away yeah, at Accrington. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they were one nil up. Then had a man sent off. Then then got pretty they, smashed after uh, that. They might be losing more points as well. I, I've seen. Yeah, but I've heard it might be sus- it might be suspended. suspended. Mm. Yeah, I think it's five points, but we'll wait and see. Um, so Southend, they're only on four points, uh, <laughs> and they so, haven't been deducted. No, any they haven't been deducted any. Um, they've uh-huh. only picked up one point in their last eleven games. They lost four nil at home to Oxford. They've conceded fifty-two goals in eighteen yeah. games now. Right. South End, um, and they're now eight points behind MK Dons, who are in 21st. Uh, but they suffered their fifth, they lost their fifth game in a row. They went 3 2, they lost 3 2 at home to Rotherham. Then there's a three point gap to Tranmere and Wimbledon, who sit just outside the relegation places. So, d- to put it into context, because uh, I love doing this, I love it. I love it. South End would be. 11 points behind Bolton. No, 12 points behind Bolton if they hadn't had the points deduction. 12 points, and they've been pretty much playing with a youth team. Maybe Sol Campbell should go to Arsenal. Um, anyway, yeah, over to you, Chris, for <laughs> League, League 2 and Yeovil. Uh, yep, so leaders Swindon maintain their good run of form after they beat Mansfield by a goal to nil. Second place, Forest Green beat Leighton Orient 4-2 away, whilst Crew in third, stuffed at bottom side, Morecambe 5-0. Exeter are in fourth, they beat Crawley by a goal to nil, and Northampton moved into the playoffs after a 2-0 home win against Grimsby. Cheltenham a sixth. They slightly slipped down the table after they picked up a point against Colchester and the remaining playoff place is with Bradford. Um, but they actually lost to Plymouth. Um, like I said, Morecambe are still bottom. Um, they suffered a 5-0 thrashing at the hands of Crewe. Uh, moving into the National League, uh, Yeovil drew 3-0 at the weekend against Wrexham. Um, currently were, they ahead, were they ahead twice? Twice, yeah, and they went. Yeah, they went. Guy got a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah, Reese Murphy scored a a hat trick. His first hat trick, like for you, I can't even remember the last one. Hat trick. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon it must be for a good four or five seasons. I think since they last scored a hat trick. Um, So they were in fifth, but they are playing Aldershot tonight, uh, and that game is currently one-one. Uh, Aldershot took the lead, um, but you will have since equalised um, for Albie Skendy. And they are currently in fourth, so they have moved up a place because Sully Hall are losing by a goal to now. So, so, so live yeah. update, they're, they're fourth based on the point tonight, yeah, based yeah. on current results. Yeah. Okay, yeah. still still at the top, still still. Um, chasing promotion, which is yeah, good. they should win tonight as well. They, they should, they should go ahead and win that game, please. You've cursed that again. <laughs> um, so j- just to finish this section off, we will have a quick because obviously it's the FA Cup this coming Saturday, um, and we've got our team Altrincham who travel to Portsmouth um, in the second round. So a bit of a form guide. Uh, we'll just let you know how Altrincham are getting on. So they they do go into this match in great form. They're unbeaten in their last 10 games, which is a great run. Uh, Six of those have been in cup competitions. Uh, I know we've mentioned in the past about sort of league postponements and that, but they have played a lot of cup games. But 
going into a cup game, you want to be in good form in the cup, don't you? So definitely, yeah. Um, that's a good thing. Um, at the weekend, they beat York one nil in the FA Trophy. Um, for those that follow Ultraman and listen to the podcast, that you'll know that that was a, uh, a I want to say replay, but it wasn't a replay. It was a it was the same match as they played in the first round of the FA Cup away at York, and also won one nil. Um, which was good because York are at top of the uh, National League North. Uh, so, Altrincham, they're currently in 15th um, again, but they've got quite a few games in hand when it comes to the league. Um, and their opponents, Portsmouth, so they're playing tonight. They're currently 2-1 up against Rotherham. They also go into the match in good form. They're unbeaten in their last six with four wins. Um, we did. I do remember a couple, maybe a month or so ago, we were talking about Ports, Pompey is struggling. Mm. Um, but they're currently 11th and they hold on to the win tonight. I think they'll go into the into the top 10. It's going to be tough for Orchard, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. And in true FA Cup style, you have to you have to make a statement about how many league places are between the two teams in the in the football pyramid because that's just what you do in the FA Cup. So there's 74 places between uh, Portsmouth in League One and Altrincham in National League North. Uh, so, I mean, r- realistically, Pompey are going to go into the match as, as strong favourites, but... You know, in the, in the FA yeah. Cup, that, that doesn't. That, yeah, that doesn't mean a lot, really. But being favourites can sometimes oh, put no. pressure on you. So, and Spurs in the in the Carabao Cup earlier this season, when they absolutely, we didn't we didn't want to win that. Uh, <laughs> it was all part of the bigger plan. Um, and then let's not also forget the 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 Premier League, the big boys, Championship Premier League. They join next round in the I FA Cup. The draw, so, I suppose the draws on Monday night, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it will be, yeah. So, it, if Altrincham ever needed any sort of multi- motivation, that the fact of a, a bumper tie in the next round should do the job. Um, and, I mean, we're, we're, we're following Altrincham. They're, they're our team in, the, in this round. They're the first ones in this feature that have got us through a round. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, also, Chris, I don't know if you know this, they've been drawn against Farsley in the FA Vars. The trophy. So, uh, Yeovil, yeah, so... Yeovil have got Welling. Oh, okay, but m- mine's related to the podcast because <laughs> we, we we did Farsley before. You, you kind yeah. of ruined that. So, yeah, big up Luke Parkin, who 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 we did an interview with. Great guy. Um. So yeah. So uh, auction and Farsley, but yes. Um, and we're from. Portsmouth's rival town, although we don't get involved in that. But so it should be a good game. Um, yeah, it should be a good game. So that is the end of part one. We'll be back in part two with um, a predictions update. We'll give you um, Chris's Wonders of White, which I'm sure will have a Chelsea stat in there somewhere. Oh. Uh, and then we'll give the teaser answer. But we're also going to take a look at this West Ham Spurs game from the weekend. And, yeah, and also the. <laughs> You've, I told you, uh, yeah, told you, yeah, you shouldn't have said my, it. Yeah, put my foot um, uh, Yeah, and obviously the, the, the managerial change at Spurs. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. So uh, we're going to just give a quick 
update on predictions uh, to start off part two. And then Chris is going to do his stats and then we're going to get into, into the nitty gritty with the, with the situation at Spurs. So um, you may have seen on social media today. So we've put the results out for the weekend's predictions. Um, I took the win with, with 12 points. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for boasting. I'm not because I need the points badly. <laughs> um but I was so close because I had Spurs to win three one against West Ham. And You're not going to a... beat my high score. So just well, stop. but um, let me finish. Let me finish. There was a really late goal from West Ham, so I lost the the ten points there. And also Raheem Sterling's goal, which shouldn't have been disallowed. I would have got ten there as well. So I would, I would have I would have been level with the highest score. So I'm a bit gutted. And it was only the golden goal, Chris, for you that saved your blushes. Uh, yeah, I see the guests. Um, our guests are winning overall as well. Six, yeah, they five, are. Yeah. yeah, 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 and a couple of ties. Anyway, so uh, this week, so we've got um, another predictions round uh, coming up for this weekend, and then we've got a midweek special next week because there are Premier League games. Uh, Chris and y- your old man is 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 our guest this weekend. Yes, he's going to be predicting the scores. Are you are you predicting that you will you will beat him or not? Bearing in mind, you just of said Yeovil so. will win and that they're now losing. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to get the highest score that you've ever seen this weekend. I, I'm backing your dad to beat us both. I'm just, okay. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there now. Right. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame right. in a. We uh, we, we clearly think we know more than we do because the, the guests are beating us. Um, so those scores will be out. Uh, over the next couple of days, and then, like I said, uh, I think there's a full Premier League program next next yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, so next we've got a special predictions uh, for that week uh, for the midweek game. Sorry. So Chris, do you want to take us through your your stats in the Wonders of so White? So the Wonders of White, the special edition, the Jose Mourinho edition of Wonders of White. Oh my hero. <laughs> So, technically not Chelsea-related, but, you know, he's got a lot of history with the club. So, anyway. So, uh, Mourinho was once offered the assistant manager job in 2000 at Newcastle under Sir Bobby Robson. Um, he, Bobby Robson told Mourinho that he could manage the club within the next two years of joining, but Mourinho declined the offer to take up the assistant's role at Benfica. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Uh, Mourinho has won more competitive matches against Tottenham during his managerial career than against any other team. But so I think I think he's managing a little. Is he going to take tonight as a as a win against <laughs> he Tottenham? He can't get any worse now for that. No. So, uh, Mourinho holds the third place in the most successful managers of all time with twenty five senior trophies. And he is the only current manager to have spent over one billion pounds on transfers. There you go. Um, I, I I feel like I, I'm connected to, to Jose a little hey, bit more now. I hope Levy's got deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us on nicely to uh, the West Ham Spurs game. Um, I think I, I think we can probably clear the match up pretty quickly. 
Um, well, I, I, I certainly can. I guess being a Spurs fan, I should take the oh, lead yeah. on this one. There was definitely some standout performances, but some very... There were, there were. Well. And to say I've sort of changed... I haven't changed my opinion so much from, from sort of when Pochettino sacked and mm-hmm. Mourinho got the job literally like 12 hours later. Um, but f- from the perspective of the match, I think that the... The, the initial lineup, I mean, and Mourinho did say that he wasn't going to change an awful, awful lot. And let's be honest, he hasn't got an awful lot of options to change it that drastically. Um, but f- from the perspective of the match, I was really impressed with Kane, uh, Mora, and Son as, as the front three. Yeah. It looks, it looks very attack-minded, very pacey, very direct, sort of. Very threatening, I think, uh, but in a in a football way, not in a, in a violent way. <laughs> um, I don't think Son could be violent in any way whatsoever. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, seen, I've seen some of his tackles this season, and I, I kind of think that the front three were almost let off their leash a little bit because that there there was a different feel about it. Um, the the main difference for me was Deli Ali. I thought he he had an unbelievable game. His you, flick you, for the second goal was just out of this world. Really, it was so good. Sort of freedom. Do you think Mourinho said to him, you know, you don't, you know, don't concentrate yourself in just one place in the game. You know, you know, move around more. You know. You, you, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, he, he was probably given a bit more of a license to sort of roam yeah. in that in that number ten role, if you like. Because that's what it felt like. It felt like that he was. I, I wouldn't say like he's been more defensive minded under Poch, but I would say I definitely saw an improvement in him when. Yeah, he I mean, going... he, he was he was so good. Then he got injured, and then his form dipped. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that he was better Saturday because Poch has left. But I, I think it was just he was he probably was given that bit more of a free free license if you like. Um, so th- those those four um, I thought played really well for Spurs. Uh, I thought Eric Dyer looked looked solid in a holding midfield role. The, the interesting thing with that would be because Mourinho likes Dyer. I mean, there's been constant rumours with with him being linked to United when Mourinho was there. So, how how he how Mourinho feels about Sissoko would be quite interesting because Ndombele being the club record signing, he has been the sort of shining light for Spurs this season. So he's I, I can't see him not playing. No. So it's almost if, if Mourinho goes with two holding midfielders, it's between Sissoko and Dyer. Um, Harry Winks came in. I thought he had a decent international break with England. Tottenham um, scored. Have they two two? That's because mm-hmm. you said they're going to lose. You don't know anything. We need Harry. to get a, we need to get a new co-host. Anyway, um, so Winks. I mean, he kept the game ticking over for Spurs, which is what he does. Even Serge Aurier played pretty well. His cross for Harry Kane's goal, the third one, was was, was a beautiful cross. Oh, yeah. He's still got an error in him, and I, I read that Jose isn't a huge fan of him. So if you believe that that sort of what you're reading, I think right back might be a position that Jose addresses pretty quickly with Spurs. Um, 
But to sum the game up, or to summarise it, sorry, 3-2 flattered West Ham because they didn't deserve that close of score. Spurs should have won that 4-5-0 pretty comfortably. Uh, Mark Noble, for me, was the only player who really turned up for West Ham. Anderson, we've mentioned him before, he was non-existent. He did nothing Nothing whatsoever, we and I think anything all season. <laughs> no, no, and he was he was decent last season. He was being linked to all the big clubs, and mm. I don't. I think it's eleven. I want to say it's eleven games that West Ham haven't won in now, which is just ridiculous. Um, so that's the game. Now let's get on to the management bit. So, um, shocked. Yeah, well, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to think back to then. You, you actually broke the news to me, Chris. You, so <laughs> I didn't. Um, I was sat there, slippers on, <laughs> cup of tea, en- enjoying a, bo- a bourbon biscuit, and then, lo and behold, you turned my world upside down. <laughs> um. So, oh, crikey! I mean. I, I w- yes, yes, was. I was surprised. The weird yeah, thing I was. was, I was with you on the day this happened, and we actually spoke about it on the lunchtime, I think, and we actually both said last Tuesday that we didn't think that they, they'd get rid of him. So it was so strange to see that they'd obviously... I think, I think, uh, the, re- I think the reason why I was shocked was because I felt sorry for Poch, because I don't think he deserved to be sacked, because... What he's done over the last five years at Spurs is he has turned, uh, let's be honest, a decent cup side and a team that has the occasional decent season into a a consistent Champions League top top four side who got to a Champions League final, who in that five year period, on occasions, and say they bottled it, say whatever you want, they did they were in positions in the latter part of the season where they were challenging for the title. And in hindsight, I wish he'd gone in the summer. I wish he'd gone at his own accord, ideally after winning the Champions League, but I wish he'd gone in the summer on his terms rather than sort of being sacked. And I'll I'll be consistent because honestly, that's how I felt. I thought it was the players and I felt it was the players more than him. And it was your your Alderweireld, your Eriksons, your Roses. As much as I liked some of those players, it was them that were causing the problem. And Poch's hands were tied a bit. That that's how I felt. And I don't know. I think we had this conversation. Mourinho is the one person I didn't want. He's the one person. He's the one manager I didn't want at Spurs because, for me, he is. He's about the ego. He's about the Mourinho yeah, brand. Yeah. Um, and there's been some uh, uh, there's some been some good pieces in the press lately. I think it was um, Gary Neville who said it that Mourinho's taking it as almost like a, a, a bridging gap to so from for Spurs' position, it's a short term appointment to try and get instant success. For Mourinho, it's almost to build his brand back up and get him back in the game. So it's oh, yeah. nice. so it's an appointment of convenience, well, I and think... I almost think that's true. I've I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be honest. After I I've watched a lot of stuff on social media about 
his sort of first couple of days at training and how he's been interacting with the staff and his press conferences, press conferences and all sorts of things like that. And uh, sorry, Man City have just scored, yeah. so they're one nil up. Um, I, I have changed my tune about him a little bit, and then after seeing how the team played on Saturday, his reaction—he's he, sort of won me round a little bit. Being two 0 down to Olympiacos, I wanted him out, um, <laughs> but he—he he has turned it round a little bit. It, if I'm brutally honest, I would rather still have had Poch, but I just—I I think... I, I, I support the club. And I, I, the club, they're going to, they're going to appoint who they want. And you, just lastly, then I'll let you talk because I know I'm hogging this, but I've been, I've been holding this in for so long. Uh, what, what is, what I do find a little bit annoying is all these people saying that he wins trophies wherever he goes. He's a serial winner and all this sort of stuff. He has won trophies at clubs that are set up almost ready to go like Chelsea he pretty much had a blank check uh Real Madrid they're gonna win trophies into Milan he had such a good side at Milan even United and he only won he won the Europa League and the EFL Cup um you can't downgrade those those tournaments because as a Spurs fan you'd want to win them I'm not sure Mm. Spurs are set up and ready to win trophies as much as these other teams were, that it's just going to be instant success. That's that's my only thing. I think the only two things that really... Uh, I was shocked that he was sacked. I think I was shocked at how quick uh, Mourinho was brought in. It seems like that, that is something that they probably had planned for the last sort of couple of days that obviously you've only got to listen to Harry Redknapp and he, he he was in it he was involved in it when when he left Spurs that I mean they would have been talking to Mourinho for weeks there's no yeah. way they would have turned that deal around in a couple of days no, no way so I think I think there was just I think everyone was quite shocked how quick he was coming in and, and the thing is with Mourinho I always think He's not going to be your long-term sort of plan. I don't. Th- I, he he won't stay there long enough. He'll get. You know. I think you will win something under him, but I think as soon as he wins it, he'll probably be off. I, I don't. He's not a sort of manager to stick around for six, seven seasons and keep working at something. I think he knows. He knows when he's defeated. He knows kind of. Well, there's there's a, there's a lot of surprise at the length of deal that he signed. So it's three and a half year de- three and a half years, which takes him to the end of the 2022 season, I think. And the one of the frustrating things would be, and especially for me because I was kind of I was a huge fan of Poch, is that Mourinho historically spends a lot of money, uh, and I'm not I'm not saying he buys success because I don't think he does. I think he is a great manager, but he spends a lot of money. And if if Daniel Levy and the Spurs board are going to back him by spending this money, there there would be a huge frustration as to why they didn't do the same with Poch. And you can say that we broke our transfer record in the summer and we, we, we were linked with Dabala and we were linked with Coutinho and all this sort of stuff, but none of it came to fruition. 
And yeah, we spent big money on Ndombele and he's been a great player for us so far this season. But if they say, I don't think he's going to spend big in January because I, I don't think that works for football no. clubs anymore. I don't even think. I think. I think the only time it does possibly work is if you're if you're in a relegation battle. I don't think it's not going to work for a club like Spurs. But if in the summer they turn around and give him two fifty, three hundred million, which I, I don't think they will. Even if they gave him 150, there, there's a little bit that says, "Well, why didn't, why didn't you give that to Poch? Why didn't he? He built so much at the club that that's. I think that's probably why I wanted him to stay because I, I felt more secure with him as manager, and he would just continue the journey rather than we're starting from from point one. But I hope he go. I hope he, as much as I love Poch, I hope he goes abroad I hope he doesn't go to United I, if he goes to Arsenal I don't know what I'll do I'll, <laughs> I'll, cry, I'll cry I can't see it happening myself no, I hope I he goes I hope he goes to Madrid and I mean I, I I love Barcelona I'm more of a Barca fan than I am Madrid but I, I hope he goes to Madrid and I hope he's successful or he goes to Bayern Munich and he's successful because that's what he deserves he's he's a I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but he seems like such a nice guy and I just feel a bit sorry for him that he got the boot and I would rather he had stayed and they, they backed him, but they haven't. And I'm a, I'm, a, a, I'm a Spurs fan, I support the club. So you, you've got a kind of... I would, I would sum it up by saying I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. <laughs> but oh no, we got we got Bournemouth at the weekend at home, a game we should win. Um and then we go uh we go to United then we've got United Wolves and um oh some team from West London. Yeah. Oh, a- average Joes or something they're called. So they're, they're they're the games we've got and there'll be a lot of a, a big spotlight on them because he's going to his to his old clubs but especially the Chelsea one. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's easy three points, isn't it? Because Chelsea <laughs> don't beat top six sides, even though we're tenth. I feel like I need a drink. Are you? St- I, I don't know if you're still there. Chris. Have a lie. Go have you're a not lie. Helping. This, J- just have quickly, a from from your point of view, because being a Chelsea fan, Mourinho was part of the the era, if you like, that that turned Chelsea around, put them on the map. Mm. And you said yourself because you were you were quite persistent with me that I should be happier than I was. <laughs> but at the same time, you said you wouldn't have him back. Well, I, so I, if he's I a serial say, yeah, winner, I say you that just because back. he's been here twice, so he, he ain't got to come back anymore. He's done what he's needed to do with us. We've got a, a fairly new manager now, so I wouldn't see any need for him to come back. Well, you're not having him now, he's ours. Um, Anyway, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I don't even think him winning trophies is going to make us forget about Poch. And I I, kind of feel, just to to wrap this bit up, I kind of feel that I'm in the same position that a lot of Spurs fans are in the respect of we're, we're probably over the initial shock. And we're slowly coming round to the idea. Um, but 
in our heart of hearts, we probably wanted Poch to stay. And I think that's how a lot of Spurs fans, weirdly, from, from all the other podcasts I listen to and all the stuff in the media, there's only probably a handful of Spurs fans I've actually uh, heard that are really happy with the appointment, which I find a bit strange. But um, apart from that guy I tagged you in on Facebook, who, <laughs> who was far too happy about it, <laughs> he was crazy. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's that. So, what do we do now, Chris? I've, 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 I've we are going to. I feel like it's about midnight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm. Don't think I'm sorry, it's, to um, everyone. Pete's. Uh, we're going to try and guess Pete's teaser. Oh, which was uh, uh, highest scoring German player in, in the, to have played in the Premier League. Okay, you get the search engine ready. So I'm going to reel off some names that I've got. Please. I've got I've got Urzo. You go first. Urzo. Oh, yeah. So I just him. he's just played a ridiculous amount of games. So just... Yeah. Um then I had Klinsman. Your boy Klinsman, yeah. But I think he was only there two seasons. Only oh, came back, didn't he? Um so Urzil Klinsman. Uh what about Christian Ziga? Or is that before your time? So he was at Liverpool, then Spurs. He was like a free kick penalty taking left back. Uh, Podolski. Podolski, yeah, he must have scored quite he was a only, few. He was only at Arsenal, wasn't he? It's definitely not Stefan Freund at Spurs because he never scored. I think he scored one. I think Ozil's a good shout because he must have played a load of games for Arsenal. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, uh, he's how, many other, how many other Germans are, have, have there I been? I can't actually remember. Actually, have no... Uwe, Ros- Uwe Rosler, was he German? Was he might have been. I think he might have been. Should we go with Ozil? Okay, we'll go with Ozil. So, um, this is pretty easy, actually, because there's a nice, huge piece on the Premier League website saying... The last season, the strike against Leicester City made Arsenal's number 10 and Germany's all-time leading Premier League goalscorer. That's where he's got the question. So he has, got, he has got 30 goals. Klinsmann was second with 29. He's actually joint second oh, with your so Rosler. Oh, so Rosler is German. Yeah, 29. Okay. Hoof, Robert Hoof is 21. And Podolski oh, was God, 19. Now you're scraping the barrel. When you put Robert Hoof in there, you're, as a centre-half, crikey. Uh, assists, Ozil's highest on assists as well with Hamann, Sane, Ziga, and Hitzelsberger. Mm. So, yeah, Eight five. So, all right. Uh, to be fair, out of all the ones in that top five, he's the only one that's still playing. I think. I'm not sure well, if he's still playing, but we, we use the term "playing" loosely. I think. Uh, and just to let you know that it's. Per Mertesacker's got the most appearances from a German in the Premier League. Which I actually, saying that, I think Ozil must have overtaken him now because he was only six behind him when this piece was written. When was that written? Because Ozil hasn't really been playing. 23rd of October last year. Oh, he should be alright then. Okay, so 8-5. Uh, thanks, Pete. Um, I'm sure he'll come back bigger and stronger next week. He needs to pick a more obscure country. No, he doesn't. He needs to keep. <laughs> he needs to keep on the main European footballing countries because um, that's what we're uh, right. Okay, so quick one. You've equalised, and there's seven minutes left in that game, but they have equalised two-two now. 
still time for all the shot to get the winner. Uh, so I'm going to go and watch the last 25 minutes of the Spurs game while I lay down in a dark room. Uh, okay, thanks right, everyone see you for next listening. Week. Yeah, speak to you next week. Bye bye.